everybody. There's nothing that you need to add or do. All you need to know is that it's true. Right here on Shakedown Stream, it's live, Grateful Dead. Welcome to our March 8th, 2016 episode. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week with the song, They Love Each Other. Right on.
It's the Grateful Dead doing They Love Each Other, a Garcia Hunter song that was from 52673 Kazar Stadium in San Francisco. It's one of my oldest bootlegs. And They Love Each Other in 1973 was a fast song. It was bouncy. It was maybe even reggae-ish. And they played it 46 times in 1973 by far and away more than any other year. But most of us who know the song, we know it as a slow song. And after the 1975, that's when the song got really slow. But we all love these 73 versions, and so that's what we're focusing on this month on Jake Downstream. And it's cool. It's fun. It's an interesting song because uh, a lot of Grateful Dead songs have a lot of essays that have been written about them. A lot of people uh, give their own impressions of various Grateful Dead songs. But this song, They Love Each Other, does not have that much written about it. So we get to fill in the blanks like a good old diesel train. Better not be there when it rolls over. Right on. Hey, let's do something else from 1973. This is from Utah, Salt Lake City. Right on. Right off your head 
That's He's Gone. That was at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, Utah, February 28, 1973. He's Gone. I thought I'd play that for Mr. Pigpen, Ron McKernan, the original frontman and singer for the Grateful Dead. He sang the blues tunes. And he was with them when they were Mother McCree's up-down jug champions. And he could play. He could sing. And uh, on March 8th, 1973, he passed away. And I don't know if when they were playing He's Gone, they were wondering if that was coming up. But it's a standalone He's Gone for Mr. Pigpen. And uh, may he be playing his harmonica up in the sky wherever he is. Another thing about He's Gone and They Love Each Other, there are references to a freight train or a diesel train, and that's a theme that you'll find in different Grateful Dead songs. It's the whole train metaphor. And we heard it in He's Gone, and it's also in uh, They Love Each Other. Yeah, Better not be there when it rolls over and when that train rolls in. It's like a diesel train means it's big. It's heavy. It's not going to be able to stop on a dime. Well, if you're thinking about Phil Lesh and what he's been doing since the whole fare thee well, on uh, the weekend, the last weekend of February, he did three nights in Las Vegas, and on 226 and 227, he had an amazing band. Stanley Jordan on guitar, who's really, really good. But then he had Johnny, Johnny K, John Cattlesek from Further, and of course Dark Star Orchestra, and it's just so good to hear him. And so, let me take you there, Friday night, Vegas, Phil Lesh and friends. <laughs>
sounds like a diesel train. Better not be there when it rolls over. see that it's true they love each other right on that's from nassau coliseum 316 1973 and in these uh, earliest versions of this song there were some extra lyrics hope you will believe what i say is true everything i did i heard it from you first from you and the song had a bridge to it uh and maybe you heard it Heard your news report, you know you're falling short. Pretty soon won't trust you for the weather. When that ship comes in, you won't know where it's been. You gotta try to see a little further. Boy, that word further always seems to come out of the Grateful Dead. Ken Kesey's bus. But yeah, you always gotta try to see a little bit further. Even if it's one one thousandth of a millisecond. That's a little bit more than before. Well, last month we had a very nice fundraiser, and I appreciated everybody who contributed and supported uh, Shakedown Stream. And like I said, anything that anybody can give is great, and so uh, I appreciate it. Um, Somebody even gave $8.87, and I want to thank Matthew from East Falmouth, Mass., for doing that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Everything is more than where we were before. Hey, let's do some uh, Jerry Garcia from 1973. And this is him with Merle. Keystone Theater in Berkeley, July 1973.
Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia, how sweet it is to be loved by you. Hillary Clinton's running for president, and she had a message the other night. She said, we need more love and understanding. And I thought, wow, is she running for president? That's pretty cool. I always thought things could be cooler. I always could see things uh, differently, but nobody was talking about what I could see. Before we go further, I want to uh, say thank you to Anne from Oak Bluffs, Barbara from Barnstable. I want to thank John from East Hampton, Connecticut. That's like next to my stomping grounds where I grew up. Jeremy River, man, Salmon River. And I want to thank Christine from Narragansett, Rhode Island. Brian from Forestdale, Massachusetts. Steve from Carver, Mass. Matthew from East Falmouth, Mass. Janet from East Weymouth, Mass. Chris, the lost sailor from Marion, Mass. Ken from Glen Burnie, Maryland. Doug from the Hudson River. My man. I want to thank all of you for making a financial contribution to Shakedown Stream. And for those of you who didn't get in on it and said, oh, you know what? I can do that now. I got my paycheck. It would be cool. Go to friendsofmvyradio.org and they'll tell you what to do. It's that simple. And then we keep on streaming. It allows me to keep getting more CDs and uh, doing all the stuff I do to prepare for the show from week to week. And I, I love doing it. I would probably do it anyway, but this allows me to do it in a uh, more professional uh, deadhead way. Well, as I said last week, I want to play as much of the Fair Thee Well shows from Santa Clara as I can. And we're going to do that right now. This is from 627. 2015 right here on Shakedown Stream. Hey now, this is MVY Radio.
Uncle John's Band, the second song of the 50th anniversary of the Grateful Dead, and I remember it oh so well. The I was way up in the rafters, but it was good to be in the rafters, and now I know why I was way up in the rafters for the first show. I could see the rainbow, and then the double rainbow uh, perfectly. I was right there watching it happen. Yeah, that's from 627, 2015. It was a Saturday and Sunday night. And beautiful weather. Uh, that part of California is really beautiful. I really like it. And uh, I, could, I, I see the attraction for the San Francisco scene. I know they're having crazy weather right now, so let's just send them good vibes. Uh, it's raining. So, right on. Here are some additional lyrics from the 73 version of They Love Each Other. Though you'll make a noise, just can't hear your voice. All the dizzy ride on your cold shoulder. Won't you believe what I say is true? Everything I did, I heard it first from you. So, in our featured show tonight, uh, this week, in Moments... We're going to hear uh, one of the latest of the Dave's Picks releases, Volume 16, Springfield, Civic Center, Springfield, Mass., 328-1973. And since they sold out, I thought, well, let me play this show. And I have not heard it all the way through. I had it as a bootleg for a long time, but obviously this has got to be a great quality version. And Dennis McNally writes the liner notes for the show. He's an old UMass boy when he was writing uh, his book, his thesis on Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac on the road. Hello, Jack Kerouac. Well, right on. Hey, I want to uh, play a little bit more of that Jerry Garcia interview that we played last week. And we think it's from early March of 1967 at the Grateful Dead house on Ashbury Street. And... Uh, We'll just play a snippet of it, and we'll play more of it later on, but this is a good time to, you know, get comfortable and get ready for the featured show right here on MVY's Shakedown Stream. Someone told me that they read in the Chronicle or something, something that said Jerry Garcia, and then it said member of the Hells Angels or something like that. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not a member of the Hells Angels, although I see a lot of them, and they come around pretty frequently. How do they strike you? I like them. They're all they're honest and they're out front and they don't they don't lie to you and they don't uh, you know 
they're they're okay. They're good people. They're br they're brutal, uh, but only uh, you know their brutality is only really only honesty. It's not. You have to know a few of them. They uh, they're kind of like the cops in a way. They they have their they have a very heavy standard, you know, of, of what they do and what's right. But uh, according to what you said before, brutality isn't what you. No, but I'm not talking their like their kind of brutality. That's their scene. That's not my scene. You know, th they are also capable of not being brutal. And like I say, they're honest. You know, like in their dealings. Uh, and they uh, they uh, they can be depended upon in a funny way. Uh, like when when they had the scene up here, the bee in. You know. There were like, there were so many people, I've never seen so many people in my life, yeah. really. There were, you know, it was really fantastic. Yeah. I, I just didn't believe it almost. It was a totally underground movement. It was all the people who were like into dope of any sort, you know, marijuana or LSD, whatever. Uh, and uh, everybody turned out in the park, some 20,000 people, really a lot of people. Yeah. And everybody was having a good time, everybody was smiling, there was nothing going on. But there was no violence, there was no hassling. And uh, the Hells Angels were, uh, uh, well, one of the things that happened was somebody came along and cut the lines to the, uh, the PA and the electricity. We were using big generator trucks, you know, and uh, sound equipment. And uh, they got some, some guys just got together and repaired it, and the Hells Angels guarded the wire. And they, 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 they took care of the lost kids, you know, they babysat, they did all kinds of shit, they, you know, because they, they, you know, you can hit on them to do stuff like that, and they'll do it, you know, like we're hiring a couple of Hells Angels to guard our warehouse now that this stuff has been stolen, and they'll do it, they'll do it good, you know. Well, if I were to go up to them and ask them to do something like that, they'd they, probably they, right. pound me into the ground. Right. Why? They might not pound you into the ground. I don't know why. I don't know. Who, I don't know why they do what they do. I know that they're making a big change. That they're a lot they're different now than they used to be. Toward more or less brutality. Less. <coughs> Toward less. I mean, they're they're get, they're hanging out in this scene, and they're getting out of their brutal bags, and they're they're getting to just like taking it easy a little. You think that they see what you guys are doing and that you're... Well, they know that we're all doing the same thing. And what we're all doing is saying, we don't want the way, we don't want the world the way you've got it, you know, the establishment. We don't want all the stuff that you're offering us. We don't want to be successful. We don't want to be uh, super rich. We don't want to be businessmen. We don't want to buy insurance. We don't want to do any of that shit. We just want to have a nice, quiet life and, and like, have a few good times. But the Hells Angels are looking out for good times with... Violence? Not necessarily, you know, like the, like when they fight and hassle, they mostly do it among themselves. Well, that's if their scene. Want they can do it if they want. In the ground, I, I feel pretty bad. That's <laughs> true, but but you 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 know that you don't go talking to the Hell's Angels like that, right? You know, you wouldn't put yourself in a position where you get pounded into the ground well, by the Hell's Angels. Not, but I mean, I. I, well, I'll tell you this, man, that you can put your mind at ease about, like, the, one of them's not going to come out of the clear blue sky and pound you. They'll do it if there's a reason for it. Well, what if there's four or five of them, and the reason is they want to do it? <laughs> no, because they, they well, don't have some fun. Well, all I can say is that's a hypothetical situation. They're, they but don't it have... happens, though. I mean, you read it. Okay, maybe there are stories. It is. Most of it is stories. Okay. Like, the Hells Angels that I know might very well beat the shit out of me sometime. But, uh... 
I'm not going to worry about what they're going to do sometime. Because when they're here, or when they come around, or when I see them, or something like that, they're good guys. They 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 talk to me directly. They don't they don't uh, fuck around with me. They did too much. Where'd they find it? Where'd they find it? Incredible. There you go. Everything? Oh, well, they're going down to the police station now to find out. Too uh, much. What luck. Too much. What luck. Oh, man, that's fucking amazing. Hey, we'll have, we'll have a story to tell uh, tell Bill when he gets back. He yarned his skin. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Bill, your drums took a trip up the alley and back. Down to the police station now. That's far out. But we still gotta have somebody living down there now. Matthews, Matthews is the perfect, perfect. Who wants to go? All right, well, they found the band's equipment. Thank God. I guess they won't need Hell's Angels protection on the equipment for that, but um, you could hear Bobby Weir coming into the room during this interview with Jerry, and this guy was kind of all about Hell's Angels. Um... I think, you know, um, a lot of people had a lot of impressions of the Hells Angels somewhat foreboding because uh, 1969 at Altamont, people's opinions of Hells Angels and uh, their relationship to rock and roll concerts changed dramatically. So that might have been a big misunderstanding, but bad scene. Anyway, that's Jerry Garcia. That's vintage Jerry Garcia. And uh, my understanding is that their first album was about to be released later on in March of 1967. So they may have been doing this interview, maybe, maybe not, to talk up their new album. Their first album as the Grateful Dead. Well, my good friends, uh, it is time for our featured show. And I want to thank MVY Radio once again for supporting shakedown stream and giving me a platform to do this crazy long grateful dead show from week to week and before we go any further i want to say hi to the people at beth israel hospital up in boston at the icu unit and if you're listening to shakedown stream turn it up right on but here let's go to springfield mass this is massachusetts man where uh it is the Commonwealth. Right on. Thank you. 
just one more night Can't sleep in no more Little bed clock says quarter to eight You can't be up to four
Thank you.
I can tell the queen of diamonds by the way she shines. Love me to daddy on a roadside street. Well, I've got no chance of losing this time.
Seems a car. 
my turn to make, make the announcement, so here goes. My microphone's busted, I gotta fix it first. It's not busted, it's just not right. Yeah, that, that's me, right. Well, what I, what I wanna tell you is, uh, Rochen is, Rochen ist verboten in, in the hall. Hola. That means, that means that uh, if, if, you got, if you got a nicotine habit, and myself, I don't smoke, so you know, it doesn't apply to me. But listen, if you, if you smoke, if you gotta smoke, you gotta go out back and do it, don't you know? And uh, and and secondly, secondly, all these people up here are getting real two-dimensional. <laughs> two-dimensional means without depth, rather flat. The reason the reason being that they're being compressed up here. Now, we're all you kind of folks to, on my command, when I count to three, take about six inches step back, and then when I say again, do it again, and do it again, and, and maybe we can get you like four or five feet back and give all these people room to move their chest cavities. Everybody ready? I said, you, you folks back there, y'all ready? I didn't hear you, are you ready? One more time, you ready? Okay, now on a count of three. One, two, three. Step back. Again. 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 And again. And again. Again. How about that? Written in the 
Sing you love the song 
Thanks a lot, folks. We're going to take a short break and be back in a little while playing some more. Hey, this is Jer Beer, and we just finished the first set of our featured show. I got a little Mickey Jerry Space Jam from 1973 in the background. But back to our featured show. We've been listening to The Dead in Springfield, Mass. Right there on I-91. March 28, 1973. Going backwards, we heard a China Cat, Sunflower, I Know You Writer, to end the first set. And any 73, any 74 China Cat writer always has the ooey-gooey insides. Before that was a Looks Like Rain. And You Ain't Woman Enough. Donna Jean bringing a good old country tune to the repertoire. Before that was Brown-Eyed Women, Around and Around, Row Jimmy Row, El Paso, They Love Each Other. Box of Rain, Jack Straw, Loser, Beat It On Down the Line, Wave That Flag, Mexicali Blues, Here Comes Sunshine, and Cumberland Blues for the opener. Very nice sound, very crisp Cumberland Blues. The standout for me was Box of Rain and that guitar sound that Jerry was putting out with the Alligator Fender Strat. It sounded like a pedal steel sound. And Keith had a nice piano, and Donna, nice vocals. That's really a very nice version of Box of Rain from 328.73. Yeah, and they love each other. I know. Good tune. So we, now, so, you know, the, the song first appeared on an album called Reflections, which was a Garcia solo album. And the boys of the Grateful Dead helped out on at least half of the songs on that album. But of course, They Love Each Other had been played by the Dead, you know, starting in 1973. So it wasn't a new song, but the version that appeared on the album was very slow. It was different. Uh, And the bridge was taken out. I like the song, and I, one thing I wanted to point out is the first line in the song goes, Mary, run around. And for the longest time, I thought it was about a woman named Mary, Mary, run around. And I thought that she was one of the, the lovers in the song, in the story of They Love Each Other, but it's spelled M-E-R-R-Y, like Merry Christmas, having a merry time. And so... Bear with me here. So this is how it goes. Mary run around, sailing up and down, just looking for a shove in some direction. I got it from the top. It's nothing you can stop. Lord, you know they made a fine connection. So I always uh, thought of this as like uh, being a deadhead at a dead show with lots of people. and We're all kind of tripping. We're dancing around. And we're just kind of free little organisms moving throughout the grateful dead organism and then you know who knows we're just kind of looking for some kind of shout in some kind of direction and boom you know all of a sudden there you are in front of somebody and you know 
somebody from up top kind of put these two people together and, and uh, it was a, a mighty fine connection. You can see that it's true. That's the way I look at that song. So I, on another story, it has nothing to do with anything except uh, politics. There's an article here that John Kasich, a gentleman from the governor of Ohio who's running for president on the Republican side, he was kicked off the stage at a Grateful Dead show in 1991 in Washington, D.C. And I, I was at this show, June 14th, 1991. And he was at the show because he wanted to check out Dwight Yoakam who was one of the opening acts of the show. And he had been allowed on stage to watch the opening set of Dwight Yoakam. But once uh, that was done, he was rebuffed and forced to exit when he tried returning to watch Jerry Garcia and the rest of the band. And it was Cameron Sears, who I met this summer, uh, who told the congressman, hey, you got to get out of here. And... Uh, this is what John Kasich said. Uh, he said, hey, why don't you let me on? I can't understand why you're not letting me on. I argued with him for a few minutes and then left. I probably should not have argued with the guy. I don't think I was angry. I'm a pretty upbeat guy. Apparently, John Kasich has a real anger problem. Maybe he's got it back under control and now he's running for president. But when he was a congressman, whoa, he was like fire. But... Um, you know, somebody said to me, like, oh, so that's so uncool. And I'm like, no, that's very cool. To get kicked off the stage at a Grateful Dead show, that's a good story. Also, I, hey, I would vote for John Kasich, um, except, you know, I have a, a different kind of leaning uh, when it comes to politics or social sciences. Um, but he seems like the most normal guy on that side of the aisle. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back to this show. 328, 1973. This was Dennis McNally's second Grateful Dead show. How about that? His first was in 1972, but this was his second show. And the show was almost canceled, but it went on on a Wednesday night. All right, let's pick up with the second set right here on Shakedown Stream. Thank uh-huh. 
Aztec spell We stopped up in Santa Fe But being born just about that way Then you know it was a long part of the day I took the horses state smoke-in on the grounds of the Hartford Capitol. I believe that's the, is that the state capital of Connecticut? Okay. Hello, on April 19th at 12 noon, it says bring your own, because I know everyone will need to get plenty high before you all suffer the inevitable fate of, however, I uh, hope that is. Anyway, that's uh, when it's going to be April 19th at the Hartford Capitol, 12 noon. Peaceful demonstration and smoke-in. Committee for the legalization of marijuana.
Well, hot diggity dog. That is a serious Grateful Dead show. Man, that is good. That is probably one of the finest Grateful Dead shows I've ever listened to in a long time. This is, this is the stuff. If you're wondering why people are diehard deadheads, it's this. Springfield Civic Center, Springfield, Mass., March 28th, 1973. You know, right to the end of the show, they were like just still going for it. They can't stop. Well, that was a Johnny B. Good encore. Before that was playing it in the band. And it just kept going. Out of Eyes of the World with that traditional jam uh, near the end. I guess they call it the Seven. I've heard it called other things. And then a really nice dark star. Just, that's it, right there. Nice 30, 37 minutes of dark star. Before that, a quick little weather report, sweet prelude. And then we heard a Mississippi half-step, Big River, Stella Blue. A tune still being developed, a new tune, standalone, nice. The race is on, don't ease me in, me and my uncle. Loose Lucy and the Promised Land to open up the second set. Nice. So uh, McNally write, uh, does the write-up for this uh, CD released by the Grateful Dead. And he was at this show and uh, he talks about how 1973, they had a lot of new songs. And so there was a lot of the old songs that we knew from Europe 72 and even before that. But 73 had a lot of new songs still being worked out, still being, uh, you know, worked, worked around and so forth. U.S. Blues, and before it was even called U.S. Blues, it's called Wave That Flag. Different lyrics. They Love Each Other. Also different lyrics. Loose Lucy, new to the band, new to the fans. And then we got Mississippi Half Step, Weather Report still being worked out, Eyes of the World. Yeah. Row Jimmy Row. And Loser, I was reminded of the uh, Planet Earth Rock and Roll Orchestra jams of uh, 1971 where Garcia was still putting together the song Loser. It's cool. It's what I like about this band. I really like this band. Well, I... Uh, and before this concert, Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter decided to rent a car from Philadelphia and drive up to Springfield, Mass., and they got pulled over for speeding, Mr. Jerry Garcia, and uh, they had some marijuana. So they were arrested by the New Jersey State Police. And so uh, Sam Cutler, the manager at that time, called John Schur, who, as we probably know by now, was a big manager in New Jersey, Passaic, New Jersey, and uh, he grabbed a wad of cash, went down to Mount Holly or wherever it was, and uh, got Jerry out of jail, drove up with him to New York City, and they became good friends and, and certainly business partners after that. And then, you know, Garcia plays this show at, in, at, in Springfield, and he rocks it. He is not uh, deterred. He is not rattled by 
the law. And it's kind of funny to hear Phil, uh, God, I'm already going to forget now, but talking about a smoke-in in Hartford, Connecticut at the Capitol on April 19, 1973. We've come a long way, kids. All right, let's go back to some traditions. This is a, a Jerry Garcia demo studio from 1973 for Garcia's second LP. I don't even know what we're going to hear, but it's going to be good. Right here on MVY Radio's Shakedown Stream.
and I asked these guys, you know. <coughs> oh, well, oh, well, as a matter of fact, listen, here's another scene. Here's another similar scene that happened. We once played a job at a ski shop, a very plush ski shop on North Beach. Super rich, all kinds of really rich ski crowd people, you know, jet setters and what have you, mm -hmm. were there. John Baez was there, stuff like that. And the guy who owned the ski shop hired two Hells Angels to guard the door. Yeah. To make make sure nobody got in without an invitation. And they they did it fine. And then the guy took us all out to dinner, us and the Hells Angels and everybody else out to dinner down around the corner of original shows or one of them. And we walked in there and uh, you know, knots of tourists split in horror. And, you know, and, and uh, this juiced attorney, San Francisco attorney came over and clapped us all on the back and said, I'm glad you folks are there. Oh, Crazy enough, yeah, like right. You're right. He bought us all wine and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. He was really delighted as an old San Franciscan because of the fact that, that there was, at last, there was some little thing that he could talk about or look at or some, you know, somebody was taking yeah. a fucking chance on the streets, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, if you if you actually seriously ever wanted to do a thing, you could hire Hells Angels to guard the door for you or something like that. You can do it. They'll do it. I'll give you a call first and you can hire them for me. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, I've talked to a couple and they were just, uh, I mean, I've seen them around and they, I mean, you know, why should they go around calling people? They don't want any trouble. They just want to be left alone. Yeah. And just like everybody else does, really. You know, they just yeah, don't want to be hassled that. and stuff like that. And nobody gets hassled, like, by the police or stuff like that more than the Hells Angels do. They bring it on themselves in a way. Yeah, true. But uh, just the same, if you wear a Hell's Angels jacket and maybe have a beard and long hair and wear dark glasses and ride around in a chopped harley, that doesn't mean you're going to kill or rape somebody. It means you're different looking. There's no reason why somebody should hassle you, right? Mm. I mean, it's just because of just because you take an extreme stand doesn't mean you should get shit for it. As long as you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. But so many people, when they see someone with long hair, the description you just gave, that's what they think. Right, because or they, or, or like, like the man on the street, more often than like not, will try and pick a fight with them or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, smart punk, you know. And then they're asking for trouble. <laughs> oh, brother. Anybody I mean, a drunk, drunk could be just as, you know, dangerous as uh, Hell's Angel. Right, and so can, uh, so can uh, your mother in her car, driving on a Sunday afternoon, as far yeah, as that goes. You know, I mean, like... Uh, you can't worry about what might happen, or you can't, you know, this the whole thing about danger and stuff like that is like, you know, danger after all makes life a little more exciting, I think. Uh, I certainly wouldn't exclude anybody, again, <laughs> behind the fact that they seemed violent or, uh, or could potentially uh, be a menace or something, you know. Well, if the Hells Angels started swinging at you, what would you do? Would you well, I'll back? tell you this. I, I don't know. I'd probably split. I'd run for it. Yeah. But I would be less afraid of a Hell's Angels swinging at a Hell's Angels yeah, swinging at me than I would be a Marine, for example. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree with that. In fact, that's that, that, that a couple of that, that you look like a, or they look like you. I mean, you just described. You know, right. That's Angel. because, I, I, like I said, we're in something together. After all, the Hell's Angels and I have something in common. We both smoke some dope, you know, occasionally. And we both uh, uh, are rejecting something, you know. And, and we, but we, we want to be left alone. We don't want to hassle anybody. So the Hells Angels get along fine with me.
February 15, 1973. Uncle John's Band. Nice. And 73 version of Uncle John's Band. Before that was Deal from Kazar, 52673. And yes, you guessed it. They Love Each Other, 22873 Salt Lake City. Well, folks, thanks for joining me for another episode of Shakedown Stream. This is uh, episode 423, and we're going strong. Join me next week for another concentration on our focus on they love each other. And I like these fast versions, so I want to keep going with this. So look forward to a, a 73, but I also want to do some Jerry Garcia band versions of They Love Each Other. So tune in for that. And we're going to find our way out of this stream one way or another. Sit back and have a good week, and I'll see you next week. Peace. If it's Grateful Dead, it's MVY Radio. Right on.
just like John Goodman. 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 Lay down, my dear brother. Lay down and take your rest. I want you to lay your head upon your Savior's breast. I love you, but Jesus loves you the best. And I bid you good night, good night, good night. And I bid you good night, good night.